Hey, my name is Dan Grubb, and that is Aaron Fletcher Smith. And this is the Dan and Aaron Like Orama music. <laughs> I like that's that the, part. Uh, that's the tremolo right there. Um, that's the the karate chop to the throat. Yeah, exactly. Repeatedly, very gently. Um, what's going on, Dan? Hey, Aaron. As if you didn't know, we've been talking for like an hour because we were like, "Hey, time to record a show." Oh no, I'm asleep, and so Aaron had to like <laughs> resuscitate me with. Yeah anecdotes exactly i regaled um, him with amazing stories of what it means to be a middle-aged father adjacent to the nation's capital da, 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 da! and i was like i already know that <laughs> and so he was like yeah but but what about uh, yeah i know yeah but what he, about yeah i know he Uno reversed everything I was throwing at him. <laughs> he Uno reversed. I could not believe it. Skip. Skip. Reverse. Yeah. Draw two. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then and you then had to you have two it, more kids. Yeah. And then you and then you, you, you use the draw twenty five on me and now I'm in debt. I can't pay it back. Yeah. Just you know, God damn. Now you have to just spend all day driving up and down yeah. the uh, dullest toll road. <laughs> Yeah. What are you doing? Well, this dude pulled a draw 25 on me, so, you know, I got to pay him back. Some bitch. Mm-hmm. What a piece of shit. Anyway, oh. what you got for us today, Dan? Hey, uh, so real quick, uh, this episode, we have a sponsor. The sponsor of this episode huh? is uh, clasping your hands behind your back when you walk. Oh, Gentlemen, okay. whether you're Persian Indian or Chinese, if you're a man from Asia who's over the age of 50, you probably clasp your hands behind your back when you walk. I, know, I just, uh, my on my street where I grew up, uh, okay. there were lots of like old dudes from Asia okay. <laughs> and they were always walking with their hands behind their back. And I was like, ah, that's really cool. I'm going to do that. So now when I walk the dog, I, I do that. It's great. I love it. it, 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 Do do you feel like it? Like it? It conveys uh, like uh, um, like uh, you're deep in thought, or or you know you're thinking about something rationally, or you're you're pondering something out, or like I think I think the way it feels. I like uh, I like the way it feels. I like that it gives you something to do with your hands. Mm -hmm. Um, Like if it's a warm day. And I don't have a hoodie that I can just stick my hands in. Right. And it's a, a good option. And I think it makes someone look sage. Oh, That's okay. a sort of sage wisdom is the is the impression that I get when I see a guy with his hands clasped behind his back. But yeah, yeah it was like all of the like Asian and South Asian and like Middle Eastern guys who were like, if you had gray hair, that's like how you walk down the street in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah. I was like, these guys rule. 
You know what? You want to know what I do when I, I take my dog for a walk uh, down the street with my hands? Drive a fire engine. I hold the leash because that's the law, Dan. Oh, that thing. I got the leash in my hand. It's in my left hand as I walk. Oh, I. You know what? I just realized you you don't have asshole dogs. That's the difference between yeah yeah. Because my yeah, dogs are, are like, hey, um, I noticed you stopped paying attention for a half second. I'm gonna rip your arm out of your socket because. Oh a yeah. So excuse me. You got them uh, big boy dog. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even, my... even Garrick, the small one, the 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 seventy pound one, he's just like every pound is muscle. It's like under the fur, sure. he's just this like little like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and <laughs> you know he's he's like all even the giant dog does not pull as bad as Garrick does. Like the the yeah. giant dog, Magnus will be like. We're running? Okay, we're running. All right, doop, 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 doop. here we go, we're going to run, you know. And he's just like, here we go, plod, 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 I'm, I'm a fucking lion, on we go. Uh, yeah. Garrick is, Garrick gets outside and he's like, we are going every direction at the same time. I will occupy all points in space and time simultaneously. Here we go! <laughs> yeah, my dog is... Uh... About she's like right at she's like exactly 50 pounds and it's unbelievable how firmly she can plant herself. (laughs) I'm like, I I'm almost 200 pounds. I should be able to make you budge. Right. (laughs) This is those dogs are designed just to be like, all right, arms out, sawtooth position or sawhorse position. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, pardon it's... me while I scare the living daylights out of this squirrel. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start using her as like a TV tray or something. <laughs> yeah. Cut wood on her back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Um, do you mind, dog? No, that's fine. I can do this all day. No, it's fine. Just tell me that I'm doing a good job. <laughs> good boy. <laughs> That's all I want in life is to be good. Yeah, right. Um, hey, speaking of good, you know what's good? What's good? Uh, stuff from like a hundred years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best, most awkward transition ever. I love it. Yeah, Let's I was like, what man, do you for me? what's something I really like? And I've just been stuck on like, uh, I mean, for a long time, I've been uh, into like books from like 100 years ago. Like I love P.G. Woodhouse and, and all. And uh, right. I'm reading uh, like the uh, the Saint, those books. They're from like 1930 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I what I've really been uh, doing lately is. Uh, like circa nineteen twenty jazz music. Okay, right, right. That stuff right. rules because it's just Heck like yes, it's like the ballad hadn't been invented yet. Right. So everything's just like. And then showing off what you can do with the musical instrument. Yeah, yeah. it was great. 
yeah, it's awesome. Um, and something that I really like about it is um, I really like the songs where, you know, like most songs, like uh, most songs you have just like, here's your melody. And right. then it's like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, solo, bridge, verse, chorus, done. Some right. structure kind of like that. Um, and then in jazz, you typically do like the head is the like the main structure of the song. Right. So you'll do like the head will be like the top of the chart and you do the uh, you know, you'll do like the equivalent of the verse chorus, you know, part A, part B, right. and then you start doing solos. And whoever you've ch- whoever's doing a solo that song, they all do their solos. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to the head and you play the main part again, and then you're done. Uh, and so, you know, if it's like, I mean, you know, when I was in jazz band in high school, we would have, you know, we had some charts. They were like, I don't know, 60 measures. And you right. could play it for like seven minutes because you just keep doing it over and over and over and over. Um, but, uh, yeah. but the, so with jazz bands, you know, they're, they, they do it that way. They're like, here's the main part. Here's a bunch of people playing solos over the main part. Um, here's the main part, and now we're done. But these, like, 100-year-old bands, right. something they do a lot is just, like, they all solo at the same time. But, like, somehow magically you still hear they sort of, like, weave together to make the the melody still be there like the melody's still apparent even though you've got like a clarinet and a trombone and a trumpet right. all soloing at the same time and i just i really love that it's so neat and so fun so are we talking when, when we talk 1920s jazz we're, we're are we talking like Benny Goodman and, and like, no. of, like Big Band or no, this is further back. Yeah, this is pre Big Band. This is like pre Great Depression, pre Great okay. Gatsby era. Uh, okay. Um, wow. All like right. like uh, okay. like Prohibition just started or was looming. Um, okay. So this is if you want to hear a contemporary. Uh, okay. So Jelly Roll Morton. Fletcher yeah, yeah, yeah. Henderson. Okay. okay. Yeah, Got Fletcher it. Henderson uh, okay. is my Pandora mix. Okay. I just put in Fletcher Henderson and I just like enjoy everything that comes out. Um, Big Spider Becky, uh, Chick Webb is like kind of on the later side of it. Jelly Roll Early Morton. Benny Goodman, right? Um, he would like, he probably, he would have like come up under these folks. Okay. Like Louis Armstrong started playing under some of these guys. Oh wow! Okay. Like King wow. Oliver and stuff. Yeah, I was just looking at King Oliver. Right, right, and Kid Ory. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Kid okay. Ory uh, invented like on the trombone, going like, oh, right. 
where you like okay. you slide into the note. He's right. like he was he's credited with uh, with inventing that. All right, I've got I've got my bearings now. This a lot of this overlaps that stuff um, uh, that that history of jazz course I took forever and a day ago, and then also just oh like, that's right you and I you and I together just collectively uh, schlepping jazz artist names back and forth over the course of the past 20 years like hey you know who i've been listening to you know yeah okay, okay. yeah I'm, yeah I'm, it's I'm funny how i kind of i kind of learned about jazz backwards because when i yeah. started learning about it it was uh um like winton marsalis was sort of the the only household name right. of contemporary jazz people and i guess like right. his brother branford um and then that set me back. I was like, oh, he started under Art Blakey. Okay. Wow, I love this guy. And then that got me more into, like, you know, his cohorts, like Horace Silver and those guys. Right. And then that set me into the other sort of Blue Note era, you know, your Miles Davis and John Coltrane and, and all those folks. Um, and then I, yeah, I kept going like back a few years, back a few years, back a few years. Uh, yeah, honestly, what got me launched into this sort of decade is, uh, uh, the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. Oh, right. Yeah. I remember you telling me about these guys. Yeah. 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 And I think, I think we talked about them on the show before, but, uh, long story short, when, Right before Monty Python became Monty Python. Yeah. Um, like, of the six, the five actors and Terry Gilliam, I think, like, three of them and Gilliam were on uh, Do Not Adjust Your Set, which was, like, a kid's show, but all of the, like, rock musicians and comedy writers and everybody... Uh, would like stop whatever they were doing and watch this kid's program. Right. Um, and then, uh, Cleese and Chapman were on, um, Marty Feldman's show at last, the 1948 show. Um, cause it was like 1966. So ha ha, it's 1948 show. Um, or 67, I guess. Anyway, so do not adjust your set. It was all like weird sketches and crazy stuff. And the band, there's a band on the show um, who they were friends with uh, called the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. Um, and Bonzo Dog was like a comic strip character or I forget if it was like comics or if it was like advertising mascot kind of a thing uh, from like the 20s or 30s or something. And he, you know. He's one of these guys, oh, he, this naughty dog is at it again. Uh, <clears throat> so they named the band after it. But before they started doing their own material, like, you know, isn't it nice to be an idiot and stuff like that? Right. And uh, uh, Death Cab for Cutie, uh, which the band is named after. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they... Their first couple of years, they played these like riotous old um, uh, Dixieland songs, and um, 
and yeah, it's just so much fun to listen to. I just love it. And so then, uh, so they got me, uh, listening back to the original people of that era. Like I said, you know, Fletcher Henderson and the original Dixieland jazz band and stuff like that. Um, God, it's so good. Um, so yeah, uh, like whatever you're doing with your life, stop and just listen to this hundred year old music because it rules. And I mean, I can be having just a crappy day, you know, like, you know, my daughter recently broke her collarbone and like work is real busy and, and, you know, a, a, a can of peas cost $45 these days and everything. So it's like, ah, everything's bad. And then uh, I put on, you know, Jelly Roll Morton or King Oliver or somebody. And it's like, and I'm like, yeah, okay, this is fine. So I'm, I'm going to probably not going to blow your mind, but I'm going to blow the minds of the rest of our listeners. Um, those of you who may not be familiar with this 1920s jazz have heard this music. And it is intrinsically part of your thought process. Um, and as because I, because I, I do it as the sh- as the theme song half the time. Well, that too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but no. Um, one of the musicians that kind of um, enshrines the sound of this 1920s jazz, uh, literally right in the middle of the century, is. Gershwin when he does Rhapsody in Blue. Absolutely. And there's although what you're describing in terms of the bumping kind of, you know, stomping at the Savoy style 1920s jazz is a little bit different from what Gershwin did. The blues chords, the jazz chords are still there. Absolutely. The frenetic fast pace and slow pace, the kind of jumping back and forth between um, uh, speed the uh, crescendo day crescendo stuff um letting the clarinet take center stage letting the trombones take center stage a lot of that thematically is it's present both in gershwin and in the jazz of the time uh yeah yeah yeah. was the sound you know yeah and it was it was uh you know uh, uh the mission statement was combining jazz and classical into this like tuxedo jazz music um yeah yeah i love rhapsody in blue that's a great a great piece um yeah and uh yeah i remember one of the one of the airlines used to use it for their commercials like circa 1990 and i always liked it a lot still uses it do they do it every time that i get on a plane yeah oh okay well good it's not a bad thing to listen to like quite honestly i love the song I just, I, I, I'm telling you, like, after the, you know, 20th, 30th time I'm, I'm getting on an airplane. Maybe not like, as much. Yeah, and, like, what a privileged first world problem to complain about. But, you know, <laughs> I'm sitting there with, like, two masks over my head, um, you know, carefully controlling my breathing and listening to a watered-down version of Rhapsody in Blue play as a masked uh airline employee you know instructs me on how to unplug and plug my um seatbelt it's like man back in the day i love that song 
Now I'm like, you know, in the case of an emergency, a water exit. And it's like, oh, God. Oh, God, please, yeah. please just, you know. It, anyway. It used to be about the Rhapsody, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hip hopsody. <laughs> Hip hopsody. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, live. like, you know, there's there's the Rhapsody aspect and the dancity aspect graffiti itty up aspect <laughs> i love the graffiti itty graffiti city um um uh, also uh if you listen to squirrel nut zippers yes um, a lot of their music is from that like that era and tom maxwell's solo stuff I, uh, like half of them have solo records um but especially the i think it's the first track off their big album hot got yeah. my own thing now like that right. is like straight out of like 1921 it's so oh, it's so good i'm really kind of glad that we've been talking about this because i didn't realize until you started going down this road that we've actually been listening to a lot of music very similar to this genre recently in our house because um so starter question have you ever watched um it's on uh, Hulu, the miniseries Over the Garden Wall. Uh, no. Okay. You maybe it's from Maybe it's y'all that I heard about it from. You have to watch it. Okay. Like, uh, um, like, collectively, the audience, I don't give a shit. If the audience wants to listen, watch it. <laughs> you know, it's good. Uh, you know, but you, Dan, you have to watch it. Okay. It's, um, the it's got um christopher lloyd is in it john cleese is in it tim curry is in it they all do voices elijah wood does the voice of the older brother it's so sweet and it's so charming it feels like it feels like a western miyazaki film miyazaki did um oh okay miyazaki did spirited away and yeah moving castle and stuff like that it feels like a western miyazaki film and, and, and it's only 10 episodes and each one is 30 minutes long no that's not this bad story, it's this story of um, five Greg. hours that's two movies yeah it might may even be shorter than that um, over the garden wall what are the characters names um, Greg is the yeah Greg is the younger brother and Wirt is the older brother and Wirt is voiced by Elijah Wood and um they are like I won't give too much of it away but the the majority of the story revolves around them being in this kind of far away fantasy land and um, it's interesting because a lot of the elements of the far away fantasy land borrow from 1910s 1920s 1930s uh, jazz Americana uh, tall tales um, oh, okay. And so, although they are not directly like it's not obviously exactly Paul Bunyan and his blue ox, these characters that they run into feel like they would fit into that archetype. Um, and all the music is done by this group that's called the Blasting Company, which <laughs> is uh, like I like that. They're name. not squirrel nut zippers, but. My God, every note feels like it was played by this Squirrel Nut Zippers band. Um, cool. 
Oh my god. All the music is is exactly this 1920s jazz, you know. It's so charming. The um sweet. The little brother Greg my my daughters walk around the house now singing this and they do the dance and they do the little butt wiggle dance. They they walk around singing this song that the the character Greg sings in it where they go, Oh potatoes and molasses and sometimes you'll have a little fun and, and they just like they love it. And and then recently one of them's like, I'd like to see what potatoes and molasses taste like. <laughs> oh, no, like, don't oh, do no, that. Don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. No. The youngest kid was adamant, though. And we we let her do it. And she goes, this is the most horrible thing in the world. And I was like, yeah, now you understand the idea behind rhyming your lyrics versus suggesting something real. Yeah. yeah. Um, Just on the subject of current day throwback uh, media fun things, um, I recently came across, uh, it was suggested to me on YouTube for, I don't know why, how could this possibly be a Venn diagram with me in the middle? Right. Um, the 8-bit big band. It's a big band orchestra playing NES and Super Nintendo music. Really? Yeah, the 8-bit big band. It's not strictly like all one style, but uh, they do the moon theme from DuckTales, uh, Gerudo Valley from Ocarina of Time. They do a bunch of Mario music that's better than most Mario music. They do uh, Mario Brothers as a salsa that that I really liked. Oh, man. They do Sonic and F-Zero, and they do... uh, Metal Gear Solid, they do Snake Eater, and it's like a James Bond song. That one was really good. They got like a singer for that one, and she's like, Snake Eater! It's awesome. Oh my god, I'm totally, I'm totally checking this out later. Oh man, Yeah, the 8-bit Big Band, they were good. That plays and celebrates video game music from some of the best games. Oh man, I'm totally listening to this later. Another, another YouTuber... Uh, closer to the topic, uh, another YouTuber that I have found recently that I really like, it's a, uh, a Swedish lady named, uh, the way she introduces herself, uh, uh, she says, I'm Gunhild Carling, nobody's perfect, and <laughs> but yeah, uh, Gunhild Carling. Like Darling with a C, Carling. <laughs> and uh, uh, she's played in a bunch of different uh, bands. There's a, a video of her in the 80s, and she's like nine years old, playing a trombone, playing a jazz solo on a trombone on like the, like the Swedish version of, I don't know, Star Search or something. Right. And she's like Hell wailing. Yeah. Wow. And... Uh, but and so she's been playing old timey jazz for a long time, and right. uh, she plays. Uh, she plays. She started trombone, she plays trumpet, she plays flute, penny whistle, recorder. Uh, I think she plays saxophone, p- 
piano. Like, she plays everything. She plays, like, every instrument. And just, like, her parents were, like, musicians and, uh, like, circus-type people in the family. Right. And just, like, so it's this, like, showbiz time. And huh. so now she plays, her kids are, like, teenagers. And right. so it's her and her husband and her two kids. And she'll play with, like, her mom and her sister and, like, the neighbor kids. And it's uh, just, like, whoever's there today. And it's Carling's Darlings, which I think is a great name for a band with, like, your kids and the neighbor kids and stuff. (laughs) I love that. So, yeah. All right. That's really awesome. Gunhild Carling. She's great. Uh, Yeah, she's she's terrific. It's just, you know, a, a, a... sparkling personality and everything she's a lot of fun i'm gonna send those to myself real quick here so i don't forget it's uh gundhild carling and yeah g-u-n-h-i-l-d c-a-r-l-i-n-g uh got it and then the 8-bit big band yeah um so yeah go ahead go ahead no, uh, you had a thought. I was going to just, like, completely jump back to start. But, no, what were you, uh, you going to say before we do that? I mean, I got a thought, but it actually... Just to close the loop. The, it, it does the same thing. I was going to jump back because I... I, I While you were talking about Carling, I, I Googled something up that I, I wanted to chat about since we're talking about 1920s jazz. Because it was, it was tickling the old brain bucket. Oh, do um, it. But I didn't want to... Like, I didn't want to steal your thunder. Um, no, 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 please. All right, so if we're going to talk about 1920s jazz, we got to talk about, um, like, one decade before, like, 1910s, not so much jazz, but the feeder, the, 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 the two overlapping Venn diagrams of feeder music that were feeding into what jazz became. Absolutely, um, yeah. Yeah, because there was the... Uh... Yeah, it was this, well, it's like, basically, there was, in uh, New Orleans, Yeah, there was like, uh, you had ragtime, <clears throat> which had been everywhere since like the 1880s, and you had the like New Orleans like funeral march music. Yeah. Where it was like peppy marches after a funeral. Yeah. And you had the like, the, you know, everyone was well aware of the like fancy orchestra stuff that was alive and well. Right. Um, and there was, it's the deep, 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 deep south, deep as it gets south. So there was all the like background of spirituals and all that, you know, all the uh, the the uh, during slavery music and culture from all the enslaved folks uh, yeah. that got passed down. So it's this it's this huge uh, oleo, this mixture of all these, you know, and all the Caribbean cultures coming up and mixing in it's just this huge mixture of all these varying things Um, as well as and and i'm also going to just make sure it's thrown in here 
uh, like uh, you cannot talk about what jazz is and especially um, jazz music, jazz uh, the lyrics of jazz music without pointing to the fact that the um, jazz and blues music um, which preceded slash paralleled the evolution of jazz yeah. um, primarily included um, these lyrics which came out of um, the the uh, the slave um, previously slave then later by the 1900s 1910s prison chain gangs who yeah. would sing coordinated songs to the sound of the clinking chains which were um, the songs about them leaving their chains of oppression you know a lot of the lyrics were about um, you know uh, it it's it really sucks that I'm here you know right. I'm gonna serve my time uh, and and then when I get out things will be great uh, my wife is waiting for me um, uh, Jesus is watching for me you know yeah. this gets into a lot of the overlap of like the false promises given by the Christian religion that was just kind of handed to the blacks when they arrived here and and them then taking that and turning it into something beautiful and being like yeah well we're going to turn that into our music we're going to turn that into our culture we're going to use yeah. that to uh feed a lot of um the creativity that um it's it's you know i was just listening to to another another podcaster talk about this earlier today but the way that he described it was really eloquent where he was like um you know the white community was feeding the black community um either scraps or uh you can only do this we're only okay with you doing this much creativity and right. the black community saying well okay shoot give me five minutes all right hold on check this out this is for us and then the white community going oh wow boy that's really good hey we'd like some of that <laughs> yep yep yeah. oh hey uh i wrote that yeah Ooh, right did you did you yeah yeah uh, yep yep there's um, a lot of that too but yeah. the reason i wanted to go that route is because i wanted to very specifically also wanted to mention um ragtime so we t I, I just i kind of verbally kind of drithered on there about blues and the origin of blues with the the the, the, the lyric but there was also ragtime um and ragtime because which was the more up. like ragtime was more it was the sort of like direct predecessor yeah and yeah. it was more i mean scott joplin is the king of rag that's um, exactly i was trying to get exactly there yeah and it's because... more straight back uh bicycle with the big wheel and the little wheel right you know bleep, doop, 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 yeah. you know and uh when, 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 up and when down people, you know they, it, know it, it wasn't swinging is. yet it was yeah. happy and jolly but not swinging and it was is, a straight four, four times game yeah. yeah um you know like a player piano it's uh yeah. when the when the bad guy finally leaves the saloon the relieved piano player strikes up a rag. Right. It's the Keystone Cops almost falling off of the paddy wagon as it trades yeah. the corner. Yeah. Um, so. And 
I love it, but if we got into the history of jazz, this is uh, people have written encyclopedias on this thing. That's a fair point. Yeah, we would ten hour documentaries. Yeah, yeah. By experts, you know. Yeah, we'll go call Ken Burns. We'll let him take care of this for us. (laughs) Call Ken Burns. Call Wynton Marsalis. Call you know, uh, who's the uh, Robert? uh, Not Plant. Robert. uh, He he did. Addicted to Love, Palmer. Um, he did like oh, a right. some like seven hundred page book about the origins of the blues. He and oh, he's wow. like a big like expert on it. Like did the um, okay. But yeah, uh, a thousand books have been yeah have been written about it. Just a thousand, just the good ones. Yeah. Let alone right, right. the like hacky crappy ones. Right. Um, right. That's fair. I. I I'll stop going down that road. It was just one where I was like, of course, like, as I'm sitting there Googling some of these names up, I'm like, oh, it was like all feeding into my head all at the same oh, yeah. time. Like, oh, well, if we're going to do 1927, well, we got to do this and we got to do this. You know, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry. And actually, uh, yeah, speaking of that, um, one of the one of the main uh, bands in the center of the whirlpool of the time yeah. is the original Dixieland jazz band. Uh, J A S S, as it was originally spelled, Jazz Band. Jazz Band. Um, which is interesting because uh, they were not the originals. <laughs> um, and they drove it, I believe it was them who drove it up to Chicago and popularized it there. Interesting. Okay. Um, uh, it was the first. Um, popularization of the word jazz which quickly became jazz with z's it didn't take very long um but they were a band so there's that um and those guys are worth pointing out because they are credited with the first jazz recording okay oh Um, interesting and uh and uh, the I think, I think it was their second album, their second song. It wasn't an album; it was one song. This is like Wax Cylinder days, okay. Um, wow. And like really early seventy eights, right? Um, and like almost none of them survive. Um, but if you've ever heard um, Tiger Rag, they recorded that. That was like their second song. So one that of still extremely early. Okay. It's like. Boom, hold that tiger, boom, hold that tiger, boom, hold that tiger, boom. Um, it's a big famous song, and everyone played it back in the day. Okay. And uh, I think it's LSU, Who Are the Tigers, and that's like their and fight they song. Use it. Right, okay, okay, got it, got it. Um, so Tiger, tiger Rag by the original Dixieland Jazz Band. This is like 1917, right. 1918, somewhere in there. Yeah, right. Um. The, uh, going back to what we were uh, saying a minute ago about mm. authorship and credit and white people right. being so white, hashtag. Um, Fucking thieves. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh. <laughs> uh, so Tiger Rag, it's it's an interesting case because it was, by, by all accounts, it was a standard in New Orleans among white bands and black bands alike. But... Basically, everybody said that they wrote it. Uh, Jelly Roll Morton 
claimed he wrote it. Ray Lopez, Johnny Detroit, uh, Jack Carey. All these people said that they wrote it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny because <sighs> I, and I laugh primarily because of that, but also because I remember. It's just like typical that, musicians. <laughs> yeah, I remember that also being a thing that I remember learning about where it's like, it wasn't just one song. It was lots of songs out of that yeah. era because they didn't, they would play together as groups so often that they would forget who had come up with the original composition. And so the conversations, you, you know, the, the professor, when he was teaching it to me, he, he was like, you know, it, it became a lot of like, you know, when someone was, when someone was pinned down to ask, Oh, well, who wrote that originally? They'd kind of like be standing there looking at each other and be like, well, I, I wrote that. No, I think you, no, I think, Hey, remember when he came up from Chicago? Didn't he? Yeah. No, maybe it was, Oh, right. oh no, it was when we played in DC we came up with that one. Yeah, I think he wrote that. And, yeah. and so it's like trying to, it's not one where they're trying to steal it from each other. It's one where the community is so collaborative that the who wrote what within the jazz community kind of gets lost in the sea. Yeah. Now, obviously, that changes when you get the white folks coming in and, and poaching. But yeah. within that community, it, there's a lot of. Well, but there's also, I mean, there is also, oh, no, I did that. Like, it's yeah. its not, they're not all innocent cherubs. Some of them are, no, that's true. Yeah. you know, hucksters a hundred years ago going, oh, no, I did that. Yeah, yeah. there's always, of course, there's always, yeah. of course, I at mean, least one huckster amongst them. Yeah. There are, they are musicians. Yeah. Uh, speaking as, <laughs> as a quasi musician talking to one. Uh, yeah, musicians. Um, but no, it's like, I mean, like freaking Lennon McCartney, one of the most uh, uh, detailed, chronicled partnerships. And even then it's like, oh, is that me or John? You know, like they don't. Mm -hmm. But uh, to your point, um, but this one specifically, Tiger Rack, it was probably, I don't know, I mean, don't quote me, but it was probably written by a clarinetist slash saxophonist named uh, Akil uh, Bakwit. Okay. It's right. like Achilles minus the S and oh, then uh, right. B-A-Q-U-E-T. Um, and uh, that guy, he was a black man who was really light-skinned. Okay. He was a quote right. Creole of color, and he played in a bunch of bands um, oh. that had the same that were like set up and organized by the same guy who set up the uh, Dixieland Jazz Band, the the ODJB, the original Dixieland Jazz Band. This dude, Papa Jack Lane. So there, there's this like umbrella of Papa Jack's bands. And probably this guy wrote it, and then probably this guy in one of his other bands took credit for it, and maybe these two guys in some of his other bands took credit for it. So it's like a whole thing. Right. Um, but it, it's also like, well, I heard someone play a thing, and then I put my twist on it, and yeah, then someone yeah. came along and put their twist on that, and that's right. the version that got popular. So who's the real writer you know everyone's a yeah, co-writer yeah. kind of a thing right, it, right it's like a game of telephone yeah 
Yeah, so, that's that's kind of the story that I'm familiar with, or at least that I remember. But yeah. yeah, and uh, and also something that's great to remember two factors that are really good to remember. One, as we said, uh, white people um, uh, tend to take credit for the for a lot of these standards, and especially in the early days, because yeah. they were the ones who recorded it first. Right. Yep. yep. So if you, it's like the race to the studio, if you get it on yeah. wax first, you're you're going to have a stronger case that you wrote it. Um, yeah. And it also really doesn't help that by the time they started caring about the history of this outside of the like thousand people who were doing it. Yeah. Um by the time sort of pop culture started caring about it and they started like right. writing books about it and stuff. Right. Um, all that anyone really knew about the early days were from like record liner notes and interviews, yeah. right. both of which were written decades later, quoting some guy who was still alive, who was quoting what they were told when they were young yeah. by egomaniacs yeah. right 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 so and it's like <laughs> the barest thread of credibility uh like strands through all of this in terms of like yeah. trying to get a straight story yeah. yeah so it's like well when i was 12 my cousin told me that he played for a guy and he knew a guy who wrote the right. song but he said right. that he sold it to his sister for you know it's like okay right 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 um yeah, but and, everything really didn't start bumping until so and so from the records company came down, and then we yeah. made a recording, you know. And then they said that they owned it. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that uh, that guy who organized all the bands, uh, uh, Papa Lane, a cool thing. And this is all like New Orleans stuff. Uh-huh. Um, it uh, it it or like around this time, twenty twenty one, something like that, is when they. St- uh, started exporting it up to Chicago um, okay. and then to New York from there right. I think um, don't quote me on that don't correct me because it's late <laughs> uh, but that same guy who organized those bands Papa Jack Lane Papa Lane uh, something cool about him keeping in mind this is like 100 years ago 105, 110 years ago right. uh in these bands that he recorded, this was like super segregation times. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uh, had integrated bands. Um, right. But you had to be white. So he, he had, you know, he frequently hired light-skinned black musicians. Right. And he would say, oh, he's Cuban. Oh, he's Mexican. Ah. Right, right. Because like as long as as long as they weren't like oh that's a black guy then they didn't care. So there was a lot of like Cuban quote unquote musicians and a lot of like right. quote unquote Mexican guys, and a right. lot of actual Cubans, actual Mexican guys. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just but uh, all this is like a big uh, uh, digression. Um. Some of the cool stuff about this music. So King Oliver, who we mentioned, is one of the big names. He 
And when I say, like, pioneered, I mean that we know of. Whenever there's like a big name, you can probably assume that like they saw someone do it and say, that's cool and did it right. like a little better or something. Right. Um, so King Oliver pioneered mutes, just like putting a mute in uh, the trumpet. And going, wah, wah, wah. Wah. Yeah, right, right. Or having the little cone one that like sticks in there. So it's quiet. Mm-hmm. So that uh, he popularized that. Jelly Roll Morton was probably the first jazz arranger. Okay. Not the and first, let's... like, composer, but arranger, taking a melody and saying, all right, hor- trumpets play this, piano plays this, trombone plays this. You know, like, that's a whole separate skill set. And I, a... I, I actually just, um, I, I'm going to deviate for a second while you're mentioning Jelly Roll Morton, because... One of the um, quintessential pieces of that time, and if anybody out there is like, well, all right, guys, distill this down to one song. Like, I don't want to listen to all of this 1920s jazz. What's one song I can listen to? Go search for um, the King Porter Stomp. Mm. Um, It is like, it is a distillation of all of this style of music in one single song. Um, And it was written by Jelly Roll Morton, uh, originally recorded as a piano piece, and then later became, like, super popularized when Benny Goodman and his orchestra re-recorded it later in the late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. So, but it's the original, it's the Jelly Roll Morton version is the version that that, um, Benny Goodman's uh, orchestra um, recorded. So it's got that same boom ba 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 As a matter of fact, and this is the I'm I'm reading totally from Wiki, so I'm cheating here. But I like they say here the chord progression from the first strain has been used in numerous other jazz compositions and is commonly known as the stomp progression. And that that intro to the Cole Porter Stomp, or sorry, the King Porter Stomp, it's yeah, Cole Porter, different dude. Yeah, different dude. I'm sorry. The, uh, when you think of the, um, w- when you think of like, when you think of this era of music, it's that set of chord progressions. It's like that. That comes from the King Porter stomp, but that's also like a fundamental like building block of what 20s jazz sounded like. Mm-hmm. It's just all right, whole band. Come along for the ride. We're yeah. going to do major minor and then back up and then back down. And then, you know, maybe about 32, you know, uh, 32 bars into the beginning of this song going as fast as we possibly can. Maybe we'll settle out. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Anyway, And sorry. there's something, speaking of chord progressions, there's a certain chord progression that you hear a lot in this era. And then... You don't hear it a lot for a long time. Yeah. And that is, I don't even know what it is. Like, I've, I've tried plunking it out on pianos and stuff, but I just, I'm not, I'm not great at chords. Um, drummer. And, yeah, uh, that's fine. <laughs> but it's the, like, um, it, it, it's usually about, I would say like 15 sixteenths through the 
uh, through the section. And, you know, a, a typical song would be like, but there's like a certain part in there where it's like, it'll be like, and it's this like little, it's like a sharp fifth or something where it's like, oh, you mean, you mean, it's a little sneaky. Okay, so you mean where they would they would stack the same okay, so they would they would be playing the same um scale. They would just be stacking it, they would just be jumping like the thirds and the fifths on it. Like they would get to near the end of the song and they go something like that. Um no god, this is hard to do over the phone. Um it's all right. We tried. <laughs> <laughs> but it like. We gave it the old like a rama try. <laughs> it's, you know, it's like. It, it, it almost sounds like it's going to be a key change. Okay. And then it usually goes to like the seventh and then to the tonic. Okay. But it's like, it's like, but I da. That part. But that like it's this like unsure oh here we come we're almost yeah. done and we're done we're coming in for yeah, a landing it totally sounds like it's it, it totally sounds like it's like um the like you're playing um whatever that that uh second to last i could swear what you're describing is them playing the it's them playing the same major minor blues scale but it's them just jumping thirds right and and it's like on the piano yeah, like i can visualize like, it on the piano it's it's, it's like, like in the neighborhood of the sixth i, I like it right, might be a sharp right. fifth right yeah but i know i i i, I but yeah it's just i saying. love it yeah. i love it because it oh, it's yeah. like when you cr- reach the crest of a roller coaster and you're like i think that's because oh i, I love think that that's because it's so much fun our generation having been raised on um, the retro replays of Cartoon Network, um, we associate that exact moment in the music with visually, like, um, especially like the old, like, constant in motion 1920s uh, animation. Um, like, we associate that with the, the very moment before Mickey falls over. You know, or the the very moment before the skeleton scares uh, Donald, or whatever. No, you, you are know? you are incorrect. Oh, I'm really? disappointed in you. Oh, no, I'm really? just kidding. I'm just oh, kidding. Okay. All right. All right. No, uh, no, I'm I'm sure that's true uh, for you and a lot of people. No, I I don't. Uh, I don't know. I didn't associate this stuff uh, with cartoons very much. Well, like, I really came into it like later. Okay. Well, those so, are what I uh, think about. 
<laughs> so yeah, you're an idiot, and I hate you. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, I, I am no, but I'm sure. I'm sure that things. I'm. I'm sure that association exists for. That's lots just what and I, lots of that's, that's what came to mind, and and I started thinking about it, and I was like, you know, I can swear I've I've heard and associated that visually with. Oh yeah. I mean, I can. In that way, but. I can I can totally think of it with like uh, you know like when talkies started and they started having a, a yeah. musical soundtrack to like Betty Boop cartoons or something you know right, Betty Boop right, exactly. with like Cab Calloway or something playing right uh, yeah the like Madcap you know the uh, the spaghetti arms the noodle yeah, yeah noodle exactly. limbs uh, right what, there's a word for it it's like circles and rubber bands or something there's some I don't know there's some name for it I don't right. remember yeah. That's not it, but it's something like that. Um, pipes and balls and pipes, balls and noodles. Anyway, who cares? Um, Shoots and ladders. One other, one other aspect slings of and this. <laughs> slings and arrows. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. One uh, last aspect of this era, uh, era of uh, like first jazz music that I really love is uh, the percussion. Because oh, God, yeah. with jazz, you know, it's, it's, it's the first, those first years, it's still gelling. It hasn't right. been uh, rigidly defined yet. Yeah. Yeah. And so you don't have ding, 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 ding. You know, you don't have the hi-hat right. closing on two and four. Right. You don't, right. you know. A lot of these guys uh, had, instead of like a drum set, it was a trap set, which is more like, it's almost like a, like something a sound effects person would have on the radio. Mm, um, okay. There was, uh, it was, it was more like a percussion section in an, in an orchestra rather than a drum set. So, you know, there's some of these songs you won't hear a snare drum at all you won't hear any drums um because the there'll be a tuba keeping time because the uh the microphones couldn't pick up a bass yet so they had to you know swap it out for a tuba something that'd be audible or that would be the the instrumentation to begin with um but the the drums there would be you know that you might have uh cowbells played like a sound effect or uh wood blocks right, played like right. a fill on some wood blocks as or um you know it might be almost like a, a marching beat on a snare drum right um you know symbols used as an effect as an accent rather than to keep time it's it was just a lot more like a formal percussion section used strictly to accent and um as uh the last band that i played with a a jazz trio uh they said my drumming was expressive i was like (laughs) yeah that it's expressive because i i get bored and i want to like help out and i want to boost the accents with you right and you know highlight the the structure of the song here, boom, you know, um, and it's it's that sort of mentality rather than just 
okay, guys, here's the two and the four. Let's all right. let's all play this together, fellas. Um, I keep saying guys and fellas because it was male dominated and yeah. Uh, but you know, it's probably primarily men. It's just guys. you know, don't mind me, ladies. Yeah. I'm I'm I, with you. Know, we well, uh, us half suck. I think you should dig a deeper hole on that one. No, that's not true. I'm, I'm going uh, to bail you out on that one. Um, no, I, 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 I uh, ban men. I'm all for it. Uh, yes, I concur. Uh, <laughs> men. Um, they suck. I actually was just recently watching home videos of uh, myself uh, when I was young. and I Oh, no, don't do that. Looking, yeah, I was looking at my girls and I was like, I was horrible. And, oh man, I was in a, general are horrible. <laughs> yeah, I was a bad, um, I was a bad teen. Uh, I was such a like, uh, angry quote unquote nice guy. Ew, yeah, so yeah. ew, gross. Yeah, ew, I was oh, yeah. gross. No, like you just Vomit. said a minute ago, there are sheer volumes that we could spend on that subject that we would <laughs> not be doing. Yeah, let's not. Um, yeah, let's um, let's not so, ruin this pleasant evening. I went and I Googled trap set and I, I had to read a little bit about it because there's no clear visual distinction between a, a drum set, which I'm familiar with and what a trap set is. And so I had to do some reading on, there was a, a, a neat Reddit forum and then there was a, a wiki article on it. And then there was an article on, on, um, uh, where was it? Um, musicalexpert.org and so i have a slightly <laughs> better understanding of it now so for the rest of the world out there long story short what is a trap set a trap set and this is and dan i welcome correction here but so far as i understand it a trap set is like you build a small collection of four effect musical percussion instruments primarily around the snare drum it's like the core of it is the snare yeah. drum and maybe you'll have a cymbal like a like maybe like yeah. a ride or a crash cymbal just a single one and then you'll have a yeah there wouldn't even of, be a distinction between right. a ride or a crash it's just a cymbal right. or you might have hi-hats they were invented yeah. by then right and then and then you'll have a handful of like maybe like a cowbell maybe like a wood block other stuff either screwed to the cymbal stand or just hanging out nearby so that you, the percussionist, could grab it when it gets to that part of the song. Yeah. Um, and and then the, the thing that they were describing on, uh, the, on Reddit, which I was like, oh, okay, I get it now, is that they were saying it was everything that you could fit into at the time was called a traps case. If you think of, like, a trunk, a traveling trunk from that era... Yeah. That's apparently a traps case. So oh, okay. you learn something new every day. You know? I saw I saw something saying it was short for contraption. Oh, but, uh, okay. Again, right. 150 years yeah, ago. Exactly. <laughs> who knows? I mean, like, right. you know, Groucho supposedly got his name from carrying a grouch bag, and he's like, "What are you talking?" Everyone carry. It was vaudeville. Everybody uh. had a grouch bag. Because everyone was robbing each other, so <laughs> I was just grouchy. That's anyway. Right. Um. Oh, one last bit of uh, uh, citation. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So like the big names, 
Fletcher Henderson, uh, Jelly Roll Morton, King Oliver, Bix, uh, Biderbecky, Biderbecka, Biderbecky, I guess, um, and the original Dixieland Jazz Band, uh, uh, King Oliver, all these folks. Um, but it was uh, the one, the, the big name who ultimately gets the credit um, with combining ragtime and blues and the other, you know, alchemical uh, uh, ingredients to make jazz is Buddy Borden. Uh, so Buddy that's the no, what's the last name? Borden, B O R D E N, oh, like the Borden. cheese. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like right, Mike right. Borden yeah. from Faith right. No More. Right. I okay, Buddy Borden, but yes, not yes, white. Yes. Right. Um, I like Mike Borden's funny. He's a good guy. Uh, puffy. Anyway, um, yeah. So that's uh, a lot of the experts. That's who they point to as being uh, Mr. Jazz. It's uh, Buddy Borden. Uh, I believe a cornet player. Um, oh, cool. So yeah, there you go. That is, uh, it's we we're just over an hour. I'm gonna stop us there because, okay. like like I said, there are encyclopedias on this topic. There are right. very well done documentaries, and yeah. they're constantly adding new voices and finding new letters and new diaries and new, you know, oh, here's a, here's a wax cylinder from my great grandfather's will. Oh, oh, who knows? It was a new recording. Cool. You know, uh, which is exciting and also depressing that the, uh, (laughs) that uh, all this stuff was completely known, not written down. Yeah. And so it's like, ah, if you just, right. you, if you just wrote it down a little better. Yeah. Uh, and if uh, white supremacy wasn't uh, the, uh, uh, the fucking hell umbrella that was over all the, of us, the know? basic narrative of yeah. America. Yeah. Uh, womp womp. Hey, before we close this out, though, I... Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Before we go on, yeah, no, the downer no, note, as that, usual. Though. That's a horrible note to end on. It's Dan and Aaron's um, positive, happy-go-lucky show, like Orama. Yeah, hey, right. guys. White supremacy again. Racism fucking ruined everything. And that's our show. <laughs> um, no. Ba, it, ba, da, ba, da, ba. <laughs> um, no, I was going to throw out... Um, some some songs is because i was as i was going through um uh the i i cheated and i i wikied up um 1920s uh jazz standards right um jazz How songs dare that kind of you form the the definition of um what the the what 20s jazz is known for sure. and some of the ones that stood out um ones that the rest of the world will know are like um Everybody knows "Summertime," which came from Porky and Bess, which, which was written by the Gershwins at the same time. Um, another one that comes out of that era that a lot of folks know is "Sweet Georgia Brown," which yep. um, is now used it's by the, um, the Globetrotters song. Yep, the Harlem Globetrotters. That used to be uh, when I was at this jazz tree. That was our closer. Yeah, yeah, which is such a sweet little song. Um, it's a fun little song. And then um, I love uh, in the remake of To Be or Not to Be, yeah. uh, which was a Jack Benny movie. 
from like dangerously middle of World War II where he plays a, a Polish actor in like okay. 1940, 41, 42. And he also plays a Nazi general. Um, okay. But Mel Brooks and Anne Bancroft remade it in like 1970 or so. And... Uh, you know, the married, everyone's favorite Hollywood couple at the time. And they're singing Sweet Georgia Brown uh, in Polish, which is (laughs) delightful. Yeah, that that would be entertaining. Yeah, Um, that's fun. The other one one that came out of that era is Ain't Misbehavin', um, which is another one that a lot of people will recognize, um, originally written by Fats Waller. I really like that song a lot. Um, hey, misbehaving. Yeah. 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 Hey, misbehaving. Yeah. Um, also, out of that era is Hokey Carmichael. Um, and then Diana. What do you do? Stardust? Uh, yeah. Uh, eventually, this is, Stardust. Yeah, this is yeah. like uh, 30s. Most no, of this these. is 20, 24, 25. Was, Star- was it? Oh, I was, I was well, thinking. Well, Stardust of, may have been 30s, but. Yeah, I always um, think of Hoagie Carmichael as later. Hoagie Carmichael gets his start. Um, but yeah, that's right, because he was writing songs before he yeah. became a household name. You're right, you're right, right you're right. Right, Because 24, he writes uh, um, Riverboat Shuffle, um, <laughs> which starts as a rag and then later gets turned into a full jazz composition. Cool, um, yeah. yeah and then uh t for two is uh also mm-hmm. out of a it's a musical t for two right yep um yeah, but yeah if you um and like these are all like classic standards yeah um if you want the more like i really i love the i guess it would be hot jazz yeah um, the fast stuff yeah I love it's just the fast stuff, lots of energy, lots of pep. Mm-hmm. That's when you want to find like King Oliver is good for that. Yeah. Um, Fletcher Henderson is really good for that. Yeah. Um, Big Spider Becky, which is B E I D E R B E C K E, and Bix is B I X, obviously. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many. Uh, Chick Webb's early stuff. Um, this is, uh, we, we said Jelly Roll Morton only about 400 times. <laughs> it's um, hard not to. The dude's, his, his fingers are all over so many of these because, like you said, he's one of the original jazz compositionists. So he's literally, he's the one writing it down, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and... Uh, and and I would say, I mean, they are like the poster children for white people taking credit for black stuff, yeah. but the original Dixieland jazz band. I mean, yeah. they're well known for a reason. They're they were a yeah. very good band, yeah. Um, and yeah, they're all they're all excellent, excellent, excellent records. Right. They're on YouTube. They're on whatever your uh, app that plays stuff based on your input, just like plug them in and see what happens. Yeah. And you'll hear some fun stuff and then you'll get in your jalopy and 
you know, <laughs> run into a cow that's kind of humanoid and right. madcap zaniness will ensue. Yeah, and then you'll get on your, your bike with one giant tire and one tiny tire, and you'll ride away yeah. at double speed. Yeah, exactly. All right. I think that's 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 a good way to end it. We yeah. I feel like we we, we brought it back to a high note. So yeah. Um, so yeah. Listen to some hundred year old jazz. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Amazing. It's just it really is. It's just happy, and I just yeah. the you know whatever kind of music I'm listening to, whether it's funk, soul, yeah. rock, rap, metal, jazz, classical, march, whatever. Yeah. Folk music, you know, Western swing, Romanian yeah. uh, traditional stuff, you know, whatever, klezmer. Yeah. As long as there's energy, as long as it's not boring, then yeah. I'm a hog in heaven. I'm a, I'm a hog in slop. Yeah. And this is like every 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 track from that era is a banger as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Oh yeah, and as long as you get the it, it, exactly what you said, it's as long as you get you're talking about the fast jazz, the hot jazz. Yeah, it's it's each one of them. One, you just you just stack up these these hits one right after another, and yeah, especially like like if you just if you just tell um, your your Alexa or your Siri to play King Porter Stomp, it's it's yeah, just you know let happy. the shuffle take it away from there, and you'll be amazed at the the stuff that comes out of that. Yeah. Me personally, I go in Pandora. I have a Fletcher Henderson channel. Bam. I'm happy. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Ba -da -ba -ba -da. All right. Now I can <laughs> listen to some of that. Um, all right. Well, why don't we uh, both do that and we'll, uh, we'll get out of this thing. Cool. All right. This has been the Dan and Aaron like a Rama. Um, some call me Aaron. Some call him Dan. And uh, everyone calls me late to dinner. That's the end of that. That's stupid. <laughs> That's not our closing music. Let's play our patented hundred year old closing music. <laughs> All right. That's fine. You ready? we ended it like four times that sounds like when we normally played music anyway oh yeah that's right what? Oh, you're you're still playing? Hold on. One of my favorite moments in Deuteronomy was yeah. uh, in We Can't Play. Drum solo! Entire band solo! <laughs> we all just played nonsense. Entire band solo! Hell yeah. I love that. Oh man, that was so fun. We all switched instruments for a day. <laughs> all right, <laughs> 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 <laughs>